Hello, everybody, and welcome to the John Chi Show with KJ, Nathan, and Patrick. This is KJ filling in for Nathan, who is filling in for Patrick, who is filling in for me. Welcome. Fine, I'll turn up my microphone. Gosh, I actually was thinking of my agent. It's fine. It'll happen in the edit. Nope, I can't turn it up anymore. Oh, wait. I can turn it up just a little bit more. But not that much more. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Great. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The John Chi Show. This is your boys, KJ, Nathan, and Patrick, coming to you live, slash not live, because one is a podcast <laughs> ever live. A podcast is live when you're watching it live, and that is a thing that we have done, and is a thing that we might do again. Fellas, how you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, thanks for opening your podcast to me, to guest host, (laughs) where you're the the guest and I'm the host, but originally, whatever. It's fine. Um... (laughs) Let's see what's going on today in, oh, as we record this, it is my wife's birthday. She and I are the same age once again. Ooh. So that's fun. Happy uh, birthday, as far Sarah. As, Sarah, happy birthday. Um, as far as birthdays go, not a great one. Uh, because oh. last night our air conditioning died and oh. we spent basically all day trying to get it fixed because it's been over a hundred degrees for like the past week and it will continue to be over a hundred degrees for the next week. And yeah. that is obscene. Yes. Uh, that's rough. when we, when we moved rough, here man. last year, it was like not that hot. And I was like, shouldn't it get hotter than this? Oh yeah. And here we it. are. It's awful. You call no, it out. I was like, I was you like, said, I come on, this. Texas, show me yeah. your heat. Yeah. <laughs> And Texas Show me is like, your oh, heat. we're packing. <laughs> oh, you just yeah. wait one Rock. year. See, that could yeah. go. Yeah, that could one go. One year from now, direction. you're really going to regret challenging me. Yeah. yeah. Said so. Texas heat. <laughs> also, my car air conditioning is out. So, oh, damn. Dang. dang. Yeah. You're just great. running on sweat. I, yeah. hey, you, want, you want me to send you some fans? What, what no, I just need someone to give me some, like, uh, Freaking kimchi jjigae or something. I just sweat it all sweat out it all until I yeah. can't sweat anymore. Uh, yeah. Say hello to the dog days of summer. How's the how's the weather in y'all's area? Is it hot for you or is it just like is it just Texas that's really feeling the heat wave? It is hot here in I Indiana. Say, I think it's hot eighty four right now, which is actually a little bit cooler than it's been. We've been right. hitting low to mid nineties uh, for a few weeks. That's Grass is not growing. Good. I've been upset about Gra- that. No grass to mow. Which actually, I've like been like, grass? I love to mow the grass. I love it. Interesting. It's one of my favorite thing, favorite things okay, to do in the it. outdoors. It sounds That's deeply the number one thing I'm allergic to is grass. I had a good. I mean, I wrote, I wrote, uh, <laughs> I wrote a long thing about it, and I just never released it. Well, one day, one day I will. Wait, you wrote like a long, like like an Instagram post or something about or like for uh, your no, newsletter I wrote, like, for my newsletter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really like mowing. It's uh, it's honestly like a deep tie to my adoptive family and like my dad specifically. But yeah, okay. I did not end up releasing it. I will release it someday, just not today. Sure, <laughs> that's really funny. And, or on I mean, this it makes podcast sense, is what I was saying. Or or on you'll just take a minute and just read it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Not, I'm not going to do that. Grass, not right now. Maybe I'll call in and leave it on a voicemail Patrick in installments. World. So <laughs> we can play it a series uh, where we we draw that. Yeah, but up. I'm gonna start in the middle. Oh, okay. And you're gonna you're we'll gonna take to, creative liberty and we'll have to rearrange take, piece the story it together. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's, it'll become now a, a choose your own adventure. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna jump around a real bandersnatch of the whole situation. <laughs> well, it is 97 in Colorado, so yes, it's it's still Damn. still hot out here as well. So yeah. 97. Lucky my office is in the basement. So it's at least three degrees cooler down here. So I nice. appreciate that. Are you like, you're like up in the 
like a higher elevation too, right? Yes, where the you Mile are. High City. So it's we a crisp a 97. It's not a muggy, humid 97. Right. It's kind of dry, but, <laughs> you know, it's not bad. Oh, man. I'm this inside. is such great podcasting material. But actually, I, I often uh, am charmed and humored by, like, how earnestly my dad likes talking about weather. Like, wherever, especially when we lived in different places, he'd be like, how's the weather there? Like, just tell me about it. <laughs> All right, sure. I don't know. That feels like it. Like a deeply American thing, but maybe it's just a human thing. I don't know. No, I get, I get it because I mean, that's what what the mowing thing is with my dad. Like, um, we don't have a ton of things in common. I don't think at the end of the day, (laughs) but that's like one of them. And because I don't know, it's just something that we did together for a really long time. And then even after we grew apart, uh, just from like literal physical distance, um, like that was one thing that we could always like, either talk about or just know that we were doing or, you know, just like kind of just, <laughs> just it's the comfortability of like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's, but that's, I don't know. We just, I just did it for a really long time. And I, I like the satisfaction that you get at the end of it, like a good mo, like a straight line, I think. Um, and it's an honest just, day's work. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just, I don't know, but it's, it's a tie that I have with my adoptive father that I don't have like a ton of things in common with him. So yeah. and I don't really talk about that a lot. And I don't really talk about my relationship with him a lot. Like we're close, but I don't know. It's just not something this that is I where really Patrick talk about. begins reading his article that he wrote. <laughs> you're kind of, you're, no. yeah, you're kind of pulling little bits that and was pieces the, out of him. I think that I shared as much as the I preamble. want to share for now. We, the people Moving of on. the Armstrong family in <laughs> order to on. form a more perfect family. It's like, establish. I'm justice. curious if you like call them up. You're mowing your grass yet? Yeah, I'm mowing my grass. What about you? Yeah, mowing my grass too. Like, I mean, I can't like mow right now. It's too damn. It's too damn hot and dry out here. No rain. We got it's rain, amazing. and I think the grass got shorter. Isn't your sprinkler system happened. on? Don't you have like a sprinkler? We don't have spring. I rent this house. Oh, <laughs> I also true. do not have a sprinkler system. Yeah, and he okay. owns his house. That's true. Hmm. I'm too busy we paying for everything else that's breaking. Systems. Yeah, we can't all Nathan. have basements, Nathan. <laughs> Gosh. It's okay. Water and grass, it's overrated. Whatever. Yeah, said everyone go- in LA. That's why they all have just dirt and gravel. Yeah. They're like, look at my succulents that thrive exactly. in the desert. Yep. Hey, they're man, I was in Portland green. a couple weeks ago. Now, there's front yards are, are something to see. That's, there's very little grass and mostly just wild flowers and plants. It looks like it's a... Where at in Very Portland? Liberal. Portland, like every mm. one of their, every one of the, every front yard, literally looks like somebody else's backyard. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, Chalice will back me up on that. <laughs> yeah, Chalice. I was trying All to right. think if I've ever been to Portland. I think I have one time. Really? For a music festival, I believe. See, I've told mm-hmm. you I was having trouble speaking today. I don't yeah. know. I'm just like mumbling it out. Yeah. No, he no. went to. He went to. To Purdue, I saw your shirt, and he was like, "You went to Purdue for Austin City Limits in Portland, Oregon." So, exactly what happened? Yeah, crushed. End of story. End of show. Um. So I wanted to just—I know that this has been like burning on a lot of listeners' minds. I wanted to just follow up briefly on uh, "For All Mankind" that they <laughs> season two they wrapped up the adoption arc, uh, mm. and I know that we had talked about it. Um, and I haven't watched any of season three yet, which is currently releasing. Um, but I know I was like, oh, yeah, like the way that they kind of show her story is really good and powerful. But then basically the story wraps up quickly because it's like not it's not like she's not a main not central you know? to she's a, a side piece. Yeah. yeah. So a it's side, like a side piece. That's probably the best a way to say character. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, but I, you know, like even though she's not like the focal point of the story of the show like she's not a main not part of the main cast i still appreciated like the care that was given to at least that initial part even though like the rest of it like wrapped up quickly but um i know sarah was like how did you feel about that and like she heard us talking about it on the show and whatever and i was like yeah i mean initially it was good and then it just had to move on because that doesn't serve the plot of the whole show but i think like it just made me like really think about what content could look like that does center adoptees and like does kind of like create that that journey like just visually like i don't see well i've seen a movie that centers adoptees <laughs> sort of uh but beyond that like not really 
seen that moment, you know, and like have like, and then have like time jumps and things. I don't know. It was just right. It's like, that's not what I want to talk about today. I just wanted to to throw that out there. Well, I was going to be my have, question yeah. to you was what you took away from it, but that obviously you just answered it. No, it's just, yeah, it was just like, it was cool. Uh, it made me, it's like, I think especially because I'm not doing it as much, I really want to get back into making films uh, and making like shorts and things like that. And uh, obviously it's very difficult to do, um, but just like watching a lot of good stuff because TV right now is super good. And I'm just like, I think I could do this maybe if I had more time and also more money, any money really that wasn't being <laughs> burned by the sure, house. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I was just like, oh yeah, like that's a, a big medium I think with maybe the largest barrier for entry because it requires like so much skill and so like a lot of people, but, um, yeah, like, like a creative, like a fiction piece around adoptees or like an allegory for adoption, not just like a documentary about adoptees or those kinds of things. So, yeah. Okay. So what we wanted to talk about today, I woke up, not woke up as I was falling asleep the other (laughs) night, I, um, was like the complete opposite. guys i'm not perfect um i was reflecting on this wedding that i went to recently up in minnesota and uh had a lot of fun and like but while i was there it took me a minute to get into the dancing which was weird part of it i didn't look (laughs) like it come on uh part of it good highlight i feel like that was fun yeah um is i don't think the dj is super good Part of it is I'm really tired of going to white people weddings <laughs> and like listening to white sure. people music, um, which mostly is at this point is just like people yelling at punk rock. Not that I have anything against punk rock, not that I have anything against it being played at weddings, but just like when a, when a dance floor opens with like, come on Eileen or like people like get all super hyped for Mr. Brightside or I don't know, like there's just like certain moments, not that Dancing Queen isn't also super white, but um, I don't know if Come a, On Eileen is a punk rock song. No, uh, <laughs> it's a white people song. Okay, it's just all, right, like a, all right, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also punk rock is like definitely a white people song. Um, uh, genre. A white people genre, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I would say good there are at talking. people that would argue with that, but I get where I see where you're coming from. I in mass when people get sure, up sure, and sure, dance sure, sure, to sure. it, you know. I don't know that any person of color would like choose punk rock to dance to per se. Um, I but like yeah, it. so anyways, uh, I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate. You don't don't count right now. You weren't (laughs) raised in that culture. I feel bad. Uh, no, that's actually, it's specifically your wedding that I was like, I need to caveat this, but also I was just like, whatever. We were Um, just heavy on it. Anyways, the whole whole point of me saying this is typically I love to dance. I need no encouragement to dance, you know, whatever. And I like, as the wedding was going and we're getting into the evening, I was like, I don't know how to do this anymore. And I didn't know if that was like a COVID thing or what. Um, but I think generally I have found, and this is what I want to talk to you guys about. I found that I'm worse at expressing myself in any, through any medium in all areas of life after coming out of the fog. Like I, I'm just too, I don't have, I'm bad. Me bad. <laughs> so Words youth, hard. you thoughts. Words hard. <laughs> Turn. What? Thank you. Patrick, go. What? <laughs> <clears throat> um I definitely think that's a valid point or place to be. I think that for me I've always had trouble expressing who I truly was, I think, because I didn't know who that was. And mm-hmm. so I always, like I said, I use this quote a lot, um, but like I'm an introvert playing an extrovert. And so I would put on this extroverted self and that was who I was and how I would express myself in different ways, whether it's like being the joke or being doing whatever, uh, being loud as y'all know of and about. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Um I oh, think after coming out of the fog, it's we not necessarily <laughs> it's I don't think it's I'm worse at expressing myself. I think it's I express myself differently in a more truer sense. Um, so you're actually better at expressing yourself after coming out of the fog. But I don't know if I'm better at it either, because I think I'm still finding my footing in that. Um, 
in in that expression. I think that I think it. I don't know. I think that I think it makes sense because it kind of makes it puts thoughts in your head to be worse. I think it makes sense to be worse or to get worse at it because you're now thinking about your life differently. And it's kind of something that doesn't turn off once the switch is flipped. You know, you can like we talk about, you can step back into the fog um, if you want. But at the end of the day, like the switch has been flipped, like that's going to continue to affect your perspective and your mindset. So when you go to express yourself, even in the ways that you felt that you did before, like there's still that it's not taint, but it's that um, it's still just something else there. That's just just there affecting the way that you're thinking about things, the way that you're feeling in a situation. And that can cause anxiety, confusion, depression, whatever. A lot of different mental blockers that can make you feel make you struggle with trying to express yourself. So I totally get it. And I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to say that I'm just like it made me better at it. I think it's just different because I still struggle in those ways, too. A lot of times um, it's just different. No. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I kind of feel like kind of what you're saying as something new in a way because we're coming out of the fog. We have like new information, new um, stories to listen to, just new, you know, ways of looking at life and stuff. And when when you ever start something new, you're usually a little rusty at it. You're not as good at it. You're not as, you know, um, you're not it's as comfortable. This is comfortable. Change yeah. And change yeah. Arguably, when you start something yeah. new, you're a rookie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're, not so, you're not picking yeah. it back up. You're picking right. it up. Right. You're picking it for the first time. <laughs> so that's what I I would assume. Assume it's not really you're worse at it. You're just not. You know, you, there is no skill. Efficient. You're just or building up. Proficient at it yet? Yeah, exactly. So I think for me, I, I'm the more I go through things now, the more sensitive I feel I am. And I want to make sure that I am not saying anything that is harmful or kind of back in my old ways of saying something. Like I want to make sure that I'm, I'm at least learning from maybe my past mistakes and trying to be um, just a little bit more considerate or, um, you know, open-minded or all those things, you know, that, that kind of come with it for ourselves. Um, so that's for me, you know, how dare you try to be a better person? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? You think you're better than me? Dare you? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? (laughs) Oh, you think you're better than me? (laughs) That does make it easier to listen to when the laugh track is there. It makes it easier (laughs) to digest. (laughs) It lets me know that it's funny. So I can laugh. Well, no, I, I, mean, I, can just give you, I can just give you courtesy laughs from now on, you know. No, that's it. But if without the laugh track, it's just uncomfortable. Like your the yeah. courtesy laugh, just a, it's like, oh, is he like, is he worried? What's going on yeah, here? It's okay. Anyways, if, if Nathan ever gives you a courtesy laugh, I'll just drop in a sad <laughs> trombone. Because <laughs> you're like, oh no, he didn't mean it. That's a good. That's uh, a good that's reset. Funny. So no, I, I think that I think like the language of maybe like closer or further away from who you truly are is maybe a good way of thinking about it. And, and maybe that's what I'm expressing. Like, I think it's great that for you coming out of the fog, like you, but before, before fog BF, uh, you (laughs) felt like you were distant from some part of you and were unable to articulate that. And then after fog AF, you, uh, I don't know why you like that so much. Confused with the other AF. (laughs) <laughs> that's fine uh, I'm living my life you're, AF you're closer <laughs> that should be a t-shirt life let's make that AF. one the t-shirt that should be a t-shirt a hundred percent percent see uh, I can't talk today a hundred percent no but after after coming out of the fog you feel closer to that and then like even though you might be unfamiliar with how to express where you're at like you feel more true to yourself i think for me like my hang-up was maybe honestly maybe it was the fact that i was in like a very white space uh like because also that night sarah was like are you the only person of color here i was like i think so (laughs) by the end of the night i saw one other person i was like all right so just me and you guy um (laughs) but it was just like it was yeah so it was just weird so i i like i feel like i know who i am and when i'm with adoptees and with asian adoptees and maybe even just like Asian Americans and kind of broadly people of color in America, I feel pretty comfortable in that space. 
And it was just, there was something about like being there and like doing this rhythm of like dancing and celebrating, whatever. I would just like, there was some type of hang up in myself that like didn't allow me to fully enjoy the moment, fully enter into the moment. I don't know. And so that was just like a weird moment. But I think that that carries out in, in a lot of other areas too, where I just generally feel like I'm worse at expressing myself than well, I was. Especially before. in that situation and hearing you explain it like that, uh, helped me, I think, understand it is like after coming out of the fog, like I said before, you know, you're thinking about AF. things in that way, in that way, in the AF way, um, <laughs> you're, you're having this thing that's always kind of there. And that one of the things that you're thinking about, or for a lot of us to start thinking about is whiteness and how that has been, has kind of taken over who we were at some point or in some way. And so after coming out of the fog, you're thinking about that. So when we find ourselves in majority white spaces, especially when we're confronting that, especially when we're trying to, you know, live in a, a, in a more anti-racist way, in a way that's more inclusive and equitable for everyone, you get uncomfortable. And it does probably feel much harder to express yourself. I can, I resonate with it because when you explain it like that, I'm like, oh, 100% feel, have felt that all the time when I go home. Like mm. you used to go home and... Like, I don't actually, I don't even say where I'm from anymore. I try to not say, oh, I'm from Rensselaer. Or I say, I'm trying to say I grew up in, or this is where I grew up. Um, just because, and it's not because I want to like, I'm like ashamed of it or anything, but it's because truthfully, that's where I grew up. I'm really from Korea, you know, I'm really mm -hmm. from right. somewhere else. And like, having been made aware of that fact over and over again my whole life, but deny, almost essentially denying it um, and turning away from it you know, that was so internalized. When you come out of the fog, you start to de uh, uh, deconstruct all of that and unpack that. And so every time you go back into those spaces, that little voice in your head that's saying it's whatever it's saying to you that makes you feel like, oh, shit, I don't want to necessarily go through this motion again. Or yeah. I don't want to do it as often or as frequent as, you know, I'm, I'm used to doing it because you're aware now that something is different and it always has been. And, you know, certain people are going to be with you and getting it and uh, make you make it feel make it feel like, hey, it is different. And that's OK. Like, we're it's still cool. You know, and we're working too. like that's going to happen. But then you're going to have a, a bunch of people who just have no clue and are just continue to go through the motion and don't get why you're not going through the motion with them. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, were you going to say something, Nathan? <laughs> No. <laughs> right. um, um. Oh. No. I. 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 I just wanted to sidebar really quickly and yeah, say, yeah. um, the fact that you are reclaiming that language, I think, is really powerful and important and indicative of where your mindset is and where you've grown. I think, AF. <laughs> um, because I like, that like, it's just because like like to say no, I'm from Korea. And the the shift in, um, I think thinking of Korea is like your not like your hometown per se, but like kind of right. your, like your roots. Like I think it is really monumental. And oftentimes, language, I mean, language is like it's it's the first thing that changes and the last thing that changes, you know. Um, and when you're picking up a new identity, uh, sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is it, and this is what I want to be. And sometimes when you're leaving an identity, it's like the last thing to go. And I think like. In this case, it sounds like you're like really, truly leaving this kind of identity of whoever you were before um, and like owning where you are now and owning who you are now. And I think that's really powerful. And I just wanted to like, I really wanted to highlight that because that's a, that's a really subtle thing to just say like, no, I'm from Korea. I grew up in this place, but I'm from Korea, right? That I think is like, if as somebody who listens to how are the people... As somebody who listens to how other people talk and express themselves, like that is a really powerful, like little thing to pick up on that tells me a lot about who a person is. And so um, I think even for an adoptee trying to step into that, like try shifting your language a little bit and see what that does to how you think about yourself. Sure. And well, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, I think that I've been, I feel like I've been trying to do that a lot for probably five or six months now. Um, and I think this is the first time I've ever mentioned it on the show, that shift in language. 
And I do want to clarify that, at, like, hometown specifically, like, that's something I'm trying to not say. Um, and again, say the town I grew up in. However, I still believe and feel that I am a child of Indiana, a, a product of Indiana, essentially, yeah. in America, and a child of Rensselaer, as much as I am a child of Korea and a child of Asia. And <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> sounded like some leaves were getting blown, even though it's super dry and there's no leaves on the ground. No, it's probably just a high schooler on an ATV. Um, but... Like at this, I am, I am, I'm not, I don't think I'm necessarily leaving who I was behind. I think I've embraced that person who I was before and kind of put to bed a lot of the things that I struggled with, not everything, but a lot of things that I struggled with for a long time. And yeah. one of those things is how I identify my identity <laughs> with like geographical location. And so, <laughs> and how that plays into my identity. We're laughing I, at I, Ellie. <coughs> yeah, my cat. My KJ cat is has, the has been sharing the screen with his cat now. Um, I, I feel that one. Uh, I've used that language before in the past, but it wasn't because I was trying to clarify. Um, I don't know more accurately where I was where I was from. I feel I was doing it because of that that age old like stereotypic question that some people always ask, you know, Asians, no, where are you really, where from? are you from? Where are you really right, right, from? Right, where right. are you from, question. from? Where are you and from? I think, from? I, exactly. Where are you from? From, but I've answered it before in that, that context saying I was raised in Oklahoma, but I'm from Korea. Yeah. And I've, I've answered it that way because of that, that, that comment when I, and I just didn't want to go into you know, those kinds of discussions with a person sometimes who I didn't know or who I just didn't want to, you know, give my entire life story to. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if others have done that too. For I've the done same the opposite. Reason. Oh, yeah. Actually, though, I used to be okay. like, would get mad and be like, no, I'm from Rensselaer. Like, I'm uh, from yeah. here. Like, and yeah. really, really like dig my feet in about it. And like, when I think about those times now, I'm like, how how much did I hate who I actually was to just to do that, to like really mm -hmm. to not even be willing to go and be like, no, and like try to explain it like you did, you know, mm -hmm. but to just really be like, how much, how, how much dislike did I have for myself and my identity as an Asian person and a Korean person to just completely deny it in the face of somebody trying to get at it, even if it was racist or well-intentioned, whatever the case was, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's what I mean um, where, like, for you, it's like you're leaving that kind of singular identity oh, of, sure, like, sure, I'm sure. one yeah, person yeah. and not this other person, and you're embracing the plurality of who you are, right? And that's what I mean where I think, like, and I, I think that, that that type of language shift is significant as opposed to Nathan, like, just the, like, I'm from Korea. I'm adopted. I was raised in Oklahoma or I was raised in Dallas or, you know, whatever. Like I think most adoptees, most transracial adoptees uh, and, tr and transnational adoptees have done some version of that. Like whatever, just um, yeah. move on. Right. Cause this right. is to get it all out thing. there so that there's not more questions. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. Like I think, but, but the, to offer uninvited to just say like, Oh, I was like, to intentionally think this way and then to offer uninvited, like I was uh, raised in Rensselaer or, you know, whatever, but just say that instead of like having to off offer any other qualifier or say like, I'm from this place because for you, like the person speaking, you know that to say you're from this area is not the whole truth. And like, I think that's what I mean about like, it's a really subtle language shift sure. of a person intentionally wrestling with, a plurality of identities as opposed to just uh, like one or the other kind of thing. Um, and that actually leads me to, to something else um, that I want to talk about that I, I think is interesting. So there's this book that I heard that just dropped. Um, it's, well, I haven't listened to it yet, um, but it's called Rise, A Pop History of Asian America mm. from the 90s to Now by Jeff Yang, nice. Philip Yu, and Philip Wang. Mm -hmm. Um Tell me that when you're done. Young Yu and Wong. It's an audio book. So oh, um, share that with me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but it's uh, it's so the two of the authors are the the people to do uh, Angry Asian Man, 
yeah. and they I, I heard about it on another podcast called Yo, this is racist which is a fantastic one if you don't listen to it you should probably give it a listen you've only mentioned um, it about a hundred times on the show here <laughs> i honestly i love it it's too. Like, i love it too but it's basically my how to be a good person of color playbook <laughs> so you can go with worse like, ones for sure how to how to think through some of that stuff um in a funny way but right. i so they they talk about this book and have the author on or whatever and i was just like oh this is really exciting but in that conversation um they talk about the uniqueness of asian america as an identity uh like because we like literally know the first recorded instance of it being used we know why it was created we know like all these things um asian american they argue whatever they say on the show that asian american maybe more than any other identity is one that you opt into uh and i thought that that was really interesting and i was curious to see how that resonated with y'all because when i heard that i was like oh that super makes sense to me and i wish i realized i could just do that earlier (laughs) i get it i think uh i think it makes a lot of sense because there are, I would say, a fair amount of Asian immigrants who, whose kids might identify as Asian American, but who they themselves do not, even though I would probably say that they are Asian American. And so I, and, and again, that term Asian American came up as a political thing, specifically to help us consolidate power, uh, to be political power specifically. And so it makes sense to be like, we created this for ourselves in order to protect and and support our full community, Uh, even though at first it might have felt like it only covered, you know, three, three, four, five different groups. You know, as we think about Asia, a lot of people, a lot of us even then probably thinking about East Asian. But anyways, um, well, again, actually, that does play into now how you other groups can choose to whether or not they want to identify as Asian American because that debate has been going on I feel like or at least brought back to the forefront um and I think I probably need to do a little bit more reading up on that as I'm just thinking about it just now and then on top of that (laughs) a lot of people also uh define um like what um generation they are as well so they'll go first second third fourth generation you know it seems to be another thing that uh some people want to define and some people don't. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, I think it's so interesting because I was like, Oh man, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my early life I spent wrestling with like, am I Asian enough? Am I Asian at all? Do I, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And just like rolling with like the generally just subtly racist idea of what it meant to be Asian, but it was okay because I was Asian. So it hit different, but because I was raised as a white person, it was still kind of subtly racist of, you know, whatever that whole, right. uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. That literally just re-wrinkled my brain. Um, <laughs> what am I what saying? I'm saying, that yeah, so I wish that somebody had told younger me that that was an identity that I could just opt into, right? Um, you know, in in some kind of ways, uh, because yeah, like there are so many other Asian folks who might only look after their own like people in terms of like wh- what country they're originally from, um, or their parents are from, or whatever. Like that they are Asian and American, but would not themselves identify as Asian American, and and other Asian Americans be like what what no like they might be chinese american but like they're only chinese american right they might be you know korean american but they're only korean american they're not really broadly asian american so yeah i don't know i was just like in terms of opting into an identity i was like oh this is yeah i wish i had known that sooner well that makes sense i mean i feel like i definitely opted into it for sure because as i talked about before you know just denying my asian identity completely and my korean ethnicity completely left me as identi- or identifying as solely American. Like, mm. and maybe adopted because I was just people, you know, you just have to answer the questions um, because you have no language to articulate how that is fucking harmful to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like thinking about it just in my own life, like I had to opt into wanting to be considered Asian American and then considering myself to be that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, like... I get to why people would want 
why people want to be solely Chinese American or solely Korean American or Indian American or Sikh American, you know, I, I get it because race is just the construct that kind of, and again, as the term Asian American brings us, gives us one umbrella to consolidate our power under, it does and can at all, or a lot of times leave out a ton of people who don't feel that way. And so, you know, we at, like the pros and then the cons. And I don't know if that, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm also stumbling. But anyways, well, that's I'm what I'm curious if people though, they, they specify that just for pride in their, their heritage in their country. You know, I mean, instead of just lumping it into Asian American, they want specifically to be known that it's Chinese, Korean or Indian American as well. Um, because I mean, they have more I totally pride. did and probably yeah. still do. Honestly, I'm like very proud to be Korean. Even right. though I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, am I Korean? <laughs> you question it, but your pride is unquestionable. I'm proud to be a Korean, where at least I know I'm free. How dare you appropriate that American song? <laughs> Little proudest stand up. Yeah, I did hear that on 4th of July. <laughs> at the drone show. Oh, at man. the drone show. I oh, yeah. I right. also did not. I also did not. I heard it the but, previous Fourth of July, and I was like, "I'm not not here for this, Mom." <laughs> you know what I think is you know what I think is very interesting about these conversations that we've been having today is that as of this recording, not only is it Sarah's birthday, but two years ago on this date, we had our very first meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh snap! And, for real? Like yeah, on yeah. this date? On this yeah. day? Yeah, July fourteenth. Wow. Um. Jerry I think, that, I think it's it. I think it's really interesting because I can't even really I can remember, but I also can't remember how how little I knew what I was talking about when we <laughs> first started to talk. When we first started to do all this, not only just as a podcaster and just speaking in general, but like literally talking about our experiences as adoptees or as Asian people or Koreans. Like I had no idea what I was talking about, and now we're here talking about the shifts, the subtle shifts in language that we're making um, in our journeys to, you know, fully understand and accept and embrace ourselves. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you guys are a lot Crushed more it. vocal than our first meeting. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like, and I, I say this, but I feel like the first meeting I w- came away from that, like, I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I don't think we're going to do the show. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel, I just felt very awkwardly put together. It was a little awkward. I, we I need to see that. if Jerry happened to record that. He probably did. <laughs> He's he probably saving did. that but for like, a special, I would love to special have, feature someday. Yeah, I'd love to be able to release I'm just that. in a tie and a shirt in, in your my car. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, right. In the parking lot of my work at I lunch. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this fool? Yikes. And what is he doing here? <laughs> and every meeting after that, you were always eating or walking somewhere. I was always at lunch because I was I working know. at that job I never told you guys about and still haven't. <laughs> I know. We still don't know what it is. <laughs> Please. But Amazing. yeah, I just think that's, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I'm glad yeah, that you brought that conversation ago. up because it just highlights, you know, how far we've come in two years. We haven't been doing the shoe. The shoe. The shoes. We've been doing shoes. I am out of here. (laughs) See, it lets people know that they should laugh. The audience right now is laughing because they know they should. Oh, God. That's the worst laugh track ever. Uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. It ends with someone clearing their throat louder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, whoa, (laughs) sir, there is a global pandemic going on. I'd be like, oh, don't worry. This is filmed. I heard 30 it. 30 years before that happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember what I was saying. So we can move on. All right. Sentimental uh, food time? moment. What? Sure. Oh, yeah. Now wait. that you found it. Yeah. Now that I found the food, I have found the food. All you right. Found well, the then, food. Let's take we a break. Will be back. And yeah, we're jumping in. Hello, everybody. It's a little bonus episode of me. Now that I've found my snacks, I'm jumping in with that waffle cone thing where I described it so good, it upped people's ratings, even though I hadn't had it. (laughs) It did do that. 
Oh, this tastes nothing like a waffle cone. <laughs> no, that's not true. Wait, hold on. Wait. That is not true what you said. Hold on. Wait. Like no, it doesn't waffle? taste like a waffle cone. What does it taste like? Mm, it definitely tastes like a biscuit. Like a, like nah. a, sorry, uh, I'll be more American. It tastes like a cookie, like a short cookie, like a. Well, I already ate mine, so I can't go yeah. back and, uh, and compare. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like, you know, those, I think it's, is it uh, Pillsbury or Toll House cookies that like, you just like, they just like come out in a circle Milano? and you stick them in the oven. Oh, oh no. Like a snickerdoodle or something? I don't know. Like during Halloween, they have like a pumpkin on. Those are like really yeah, simple. Yeah. Just sugar cookies. Sugar cookies. Yeah. Oh, sugar cookie. Are they like yeah. squares or something? Crunchy Whatever. I did not think it cookie. tasted it reminds like a sugar me, cookie. It reminds not me of that, but it's been like over baked a little bit. So it's got that like, yeah, I don't know. It's good. I really like it, but I thought they were tasty. Well, you gave it a four point. I think I gave it seven five three, or something. I oh, gave 3. it a three point seven five. You did with an option to raise it to a four once I had it. Did you give it that four optional? Yeah, it smells really sweet. Is the thing so? Oh my goodness. Yeah. No. Okay. I think it's good. I'm gonna give it a four and a quarter. Actually, maybe oh. it's because I'm hungry, but I think it's really, really good. There's no like. No, like, classic waffle flavor, um, waffle cone flavor, but it's good. Okay. All right. That was me reviewing an old snack. Welcome back to the food Thank portion. Them. I didn't know if we were getting, jumping into it. We've, KJ's jumped found already, we've already jumped in. Yeah, we've been jumping into it. KJ's already been snacking on the previous snack, but... Uh, you can check that out right before this. Yeah. <laughs> you probably just heard it, because why, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you skip? Because <laughs> we don't... Like, I'm going to skip ahead three minutes. I have not been putting uh, the things in there anymore. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. What are we eating today, guys? Nong got- Shim Taco Chips. Nong Shim. Read it, Korean. I did. Nong Shim. I can't. No, read, read it. the Korean. Yeah, you can. Taco. You can. Get I your have not been practicing. Out. I've been practicing oh less. Practice Honestly, right I feel now. like I forgot. It says octopus. What? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. He's making a, a little cute. The there's a cute octopus right next to it. On the bag. <laughs> oh right. I was. I'm thinking of the word for squid, but it, it's not squid. So. Oh. oh, this is best before. The best. The best by day is my grandma's birthday. Hmm. October 13th. Shout out your grandma. Shout out well, my grandma. But I, like the little, I like the octopus on the front. However, I do not know any octopus that have a, uh, a horn as a nose like that. <laughs> Good one. He's also, he's uh, clearly a chef. He's got his little oh, chef hat. Oh, he does have his little hat and, and a little tie. tie. Yep. And he's holding up uh, these I, I don't chips know why we're sticks. gendering this, this octopus. I don't want to say it's a he, a him, they. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with they. they. But these are taco chips, which is seafood flavor. However, isn't taco is that a word for octopus or squid? Uh, so the Korean says chakalchi, uh, which that might be. Let me look it up. But I actually think it might be a callback based on the design. It might actually be a callback to like um, maybe this is wrong, but to takoyaki. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because that's an octopus ball, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't so, know what you guys are talking about. Ta- oh, so taco. Wait, do we have those? Yeah, taco in Japanese means octopus. So all right, octopus chips. Which, by the way, looking at the ingredient, does contain octopus. It also it contains like corvina, anchovy, cuttlefish, and pollock. Pollock. It does not taste like it smells. And what does it good. smell like? It's it's very it smells like octopus, it but it tastes like a bugle. Ooh, it smells like octopus, but tastes like a bugle. <laughs> it. Oh we'll my gosh. One. Okay. Okay. I'll, I don't like the smell, and I'll tell you what it smells like before I eat it. Maybe I shouldn't tell you that before I eat it, but it smells like the uh, flakes. <laughs> what are you about of, to say? Of fish food <laughs> that you put, you know, that you feed the fish. You know, little flakes. I didn't know wow. what you were going to say. Have you ever, have you ever fed fish before? That sometimes they have the little flaky f- seafood things? I, I stand by what I said. 
It's definitely got a. It's a seafood flavor. Yeah, it's a seafood smell. It doesn't taste like what it's. It doesn't taste like, like seafood though. It's very subtle actually. It tastes like a bugle. Kind of. It tastes like wheat. <laughs> a okay. Wheat chip. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Very airy. It smells like octopus and tastes like a bugle. <laughs> this man loves to cut his grass. Dude, Amazing. Maybe that's why the octopus is mowing the bugling. lawn as a joke against me. <laughs> what? How Listen, dare it's a statement they. about who you are. How dare they? Okay. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating these. I just go like this. I just plug my nose and then I. Oh. Yeah, the smell is definitely worse than the taste. I think it's um. It's pretty similar to shrimp crackers. Like, if you like yeah. those original Nongchim shrimp crackers, you're sure. going to like this. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. It's the it's, same crunchiness. It's the same subtlety of flavor. It's the same texture. It's just a slightly different flavor. And, and to the listeners, it's shape. a giant fish-looking shape. It almost looks like a giant goldfish cracker. Yeah, but, but that's flatter. it doesn't... It's not puffy like a goldfish. Right? It looks like, like you're supposed to be scooping it. Yeah. Scooping Ooh, yeah. What can you scoop Ooh. with these things? Put down some some bean dip, a some French some dip, chive. yeah, French mm. onion, sour dip. French onion. onion, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Artichoke don't know. dip. Yeah. It's All right, not, where it's, are you going? Where are you going with this? Yeah, I don't know. I have to have a couple more. There's a hard jump from waffle. Yeah, to I still can't this. get past that smell when I sniff the bag. All right, I already ate all mine. Dude, stop whiffing the bag. Just makes me think of my old fish tank. I like how you said stop whiffing the bag. He immediately put it closer to his face. Yeah. <laughs> no one taught Nathan how to waft in science class. He's just going full throttle. Oh, wafting, speaking wafting, of... Wafting, actually, when I waft it, it smells more like shrimp. Mm. Unrelated, hmm. but mildly related to wafting. I uh, opened the oven to my new oven, the oven door to my new oven while it was on. And you know how like... With newer ovens, especially, I feel like it, uh, like when you open it to like blast your face with a hot air. Uh-huh. This time, it burned my nose hairs. <clears throat> it just went straight in and like singed the ends of my nose hairs. That's fun. So that was a terrible experience. Wow. That's why that you was, should always waft. That was that was yeah. Don't stick your head in the oven. Or that's why you always wear like a, a mask. Person. A mask. <laughs> yeah, stay indoors, folks. Goodness. Well, you were so indoors. You gotta wear your mask before you open it or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. I think I'm ready to give this a rating. Are you ready to give this a rating? Um, I I think these look great. The seasoning is good. It's not like I honestly it's not I could over seasoned. Yeah. Oh, he has a mask on now, ladies and gentlemen. He has a mask on. <laughs> what are you talking um, about? Are you gonna get singed in a second? It's fine. <laughs> I gotta clean to go my cat's litter nothing. box. <laughs> I do actually, I do actually wear a mask when I clean my cat's litter box. I'm not joking. Solid. It That's works hilarious. so well. Yeah, it's good. Good note. Um, I, I mean, I think these are great. They, I like that they're like bigger pieces, um, as opposed to like the more like fry shape of a shrimp cracker. Sure. Uh, but it's, I mean, I love shrimp crackers, and these are easy. These are an easy sell for me. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. What about you, Nathan? Well, going the opposite direction of KJ, uh, I like the flavor. It's not very very strong, so I like that because it's not overpowering. It's just like a nice crunchy chip. I, however, do not really like shrimp chips, and these are similar. So I'm going to say, you know, 3.5. 3.5. Wow. Not 3.5. even in the opposite direction. Just one step down. Just one lower. I was expecting I'm like right in the middle. one or a two. I would eat them, but I wouldn't go out of my way to eat them. 5.4 would have been definitely in the opposite direction. Sure. That's where I, that's where I went before the sad music came in. Um, I'm going to go right down the middle. Four. Mm. Um, that initial hit on my nose is just what I think what distracts me from giving it a higher rating but yeah. overall solid chip like kj said i like the size <laughs> it's a good size chip um and it's got a good flavor i like the flavor which is honestly not very much flavor if i'm being true <laughs> true being truly it's honest pretty subtle. not a ton of flavor but it's something that <laughs> something that i could eat something that i could eat consistently 
Four stars. I wish I knew what this Korean meant, though. Jalgachi. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know either. Never did. And never will. All right. Well, this is a good chat on our actual two-year anniversary. Good chat. Even though this is coming out in six days, so not actually the anniversary. But right now, we're recording it. It is. And I'm going to leave all this in so everybody knows that when we're recording this, it is our actual two-year anniversary. Yeah, and when you say congratulations, you're late. You're late. (laughs) How dare you Uh. not know? But we still appreciate it. How dare it. you not know? Well, if they follow our Instagram, the and John where is that show, at? John Chi Show at all Instagram platforms. <laughs> How many Instagram platforms are there? I'm talking Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, WeChat, uh, WhatsApp, Messenger, uh, OnlyFans, uh, Flipboard, <laughs> Pinterest, <laughs> uh, Reddit, um, Zanga, MySpace. AOL Instant Messenger. I don't know. Ask Jesus. On the dark more. web. <laughs> We're going to have oh, our own Jonchi coin. And the light web. We're not going to. And be. the light web. And the light web, yeah. On the blockchain. Find <laughs> us. And the chain box. Okay, I'm done. Um, yeah, you can find us in all those places, minus about all of them. <laughs> um, you can also send us an email. Where do they do that at, Nathan? John Chi Show at JustLikeMedia.com. That's a home run, folks. And KJ, <laughs> if they want to leave us a voicemail, where can they do that at? 972-677-8867. Is that right? Got it. Hell yeah! Jeez. Got it. Ba-da-da-dee, ba-dee. Crushed he it. Also gets Give a me run. thunderous applause. Yeah. I'll give you some more chips. Nobody cares. <laughs> I cared. I like that you got it. I was had to stare at it to make sure you got it right, but you did. So again, we are the John Chi Show, and you can find us individually on various social media platforms. You can find me at Patrick in the World. You can find KJ at KJ Relke. And you can find Nathan at N Nowak in all the places that we want to be found and some places that we don't want to be found. You won't find us. But until next time, we have been the John Chi Boys, and we will see you. Hey, oh! <laughs> John Chi here! Oh, I forgot the John Chi.